Good afternoon, everybody. It is Thursday afternoon, and it is now time for Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. Hey, fetch. Hey, fetch. Quiet, quiet. Go ahead. She's she's asking a question. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Hey, fetch. Did that woman really say you have garnets of steel and a mind like a freaking laser? Mary, you can't be asking questions like that. This is Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. Why not? Aren't we broadcasting from the Middle East? Well, yeah, but we might be seen as being politically incorrect. You know, the problem is everybody dumps people when there's a, like a sign of, of political incorrectness. Echan, you're always politically correct. Heck, thanks. Does, does that mean we can talk about dumping the Israelis tomorrow? Oh, I'm sure you will probably say quite a bit more than that. And now coming to you live from somewhere in the Middle East, this is Inside the Eye Live Primetime with your host, The Fetch. All right. Thank you very much for that, Mary. From Riyadh, the capital of Saudi Arabia, this is The Fetch. And you are indeed listening to Inside the Eye Live Primetime. That's not the right bumper, everybody. Today's date is Thursday, March the 18th, 2021. And a good Thursday afternoon, early evening to all of you listening out there in the United States and Canada. And a good late evening, early Friday morning to all of you listening in European and Asian time zones, and of course, wherever you are listening out there on the World Wide Web or our FM and micro FM broadcasting outlets, may all be well with you and yours. Quite a warm day, not hot, hot, but certainly a warm day here in Riyadh, 93, 94 degrees was the high, and largely sunny skies throughout the day, not too much breeze. In fact, today was an not just today, this week, I started to use the air conditioner just a little bit simply because I am up on the second floor and it gets very, very hot here. And uh, if you have too much dust in the air, you know, it's hard to cool off the house because there's too much dust in the air. But tonight I decided to just open up the windows a little bit about 11 o'clock tonight. And honestly, there's some fresh air coming in now. It's about, I don't know, what is the temperature right now? It's probably about uh, 75, something like that would be my guess because we're going to be going down to an overnight low of 73 so I would assume it's about 75, something like that. I just didn't check. But anyways, it's got a nice breeze, about 8, 9 miles per hour coming out of the north-northeast. That's coming right into my window here in the studio. So, guys, that's a refreshing type of thing. Uh, but it's funny. Let me see. It's not so bad now. But I opened it up and I walked away for about 40 minutes, came back, and there was already a nice, nice little coating of dust on everything. Not great for the electronics and everything, but it's much better than just having this hot, stuffy house and trying to cool it with an air conditioner. So it's much more comfortable now inside the house for sure. But uh, that's Riyadh. Uh, we're not alone anywhere along this part of the planet at this Latitude, I guess, Phoenix fits, uh, Palm Spring, Palm Springs, I should say, out in California fits. So uh, I would assume probably parts of Phoenix, not just Phoenix, I mean New Mexico and probably parts of Texas are kind of like Riyadh also, if you really think about it. So anyways, it's that time of year. Here, though, there's no spring. Well, there is, but it's just a lot of wind and dust. There is no, like, like if you, if you go out to the desert, I take that back. If you go out to the desert and they've had a good rainy season, we didn't have one this year, you'll see a lot of green stuff popping up in the desert like you might find in America. 
But uh, here we don't see a whole heck of a lot. So anyways, that's it here in Riyadh. So hope wherever you are, weather's going good. Uh, here in the Midwest of the United States, uh, towards the south, there's quite a lot of inclement weather, some pretty serious, uh, dangerous even weather, I think tornadoes and things like that. So hopefully you're not right in the path of one of those. That would really suck, you know. Seriously, that would suck, man. I'd hate to have to dive into some basement uh, and hope I didn't get blown away or blown blown into bits by flying rocks and trunks of trees and everything else. That would not be a great way to have to meet meet your destiny. So, guys, uh, stay safe out there if you're in that part of the world. Anyways, news here. It's been a tough week for me, guys. It's really been a tough, tough week, you know, ever since the election. Seriously, ever since the 2020 election, I've just not been myself here. You know, I was expecting, we know that uh, actually, you know, the Republicans and Trump won. And, you know, what we wanted to see happen was a pushback against this massive global uh, medical mafia that we're all having to live under. And we're now, at least in the United States, uh, now over a year. From the two weeks to flatten the curve bullshit, excuse my language, but it really pisses me off. You know, what what happened to the states and what's happened to the world at large by what really is an organized medical, to me, an organized medical criminal syndicate. And the reason I say that is you have, for instance, in Germany, we have a case where they had shut down the AstraZeneca uh, experimental gene therapy. Because that's what it is. It's not a vaccine. It's a experimental gene therapy. It's been causing a lot of deaths, a lot of blood clots, brain clots, you know, clots, clotting in the brain, things of that nature. And the European Medicines Agency had shut it down for a bit, I believe. And they now have restarted using the AstraZeneca experimental mRNA gene ther- therapy, if you want to call it a therapy. But when you think about it, it's not a vaccine. It's, it's really a medical What we are being faced with across the world today is a mafia known as the pharmaceutical industry, backed by all the various health ministries around the world, really forcing to the best of their ability through media, through coercion, through extortion, kind of like you can't do this if you don't do this type of thing, to get you to take this medical uh, implant basically because that's what it is it's not a vaccine it's it's this mrna toxin basically and nobody knows what it's going to do but we do know that the japanese who are much more intelligent when it comes to protecting their people the japanese outlawed mrna vaccines over six years ago i actually didn't know that till i was doing some research for the show today so the mrnas are actually outlawed in Tokyo, in Osaka, actually, what is it? Kyoto, I think, is their capital there. What is their capital? Kyoto? Hmm, I forget their capital. Osaka, maybe? I forget. But anyways, it's it's outlawed. But it's the only country in the world where it's actually outlawed. They don't accept the mRNA vaccines at all. But everywhere else, I mean, everywhere you turn in the news, it's just about this damn, seriously, this this concoction, this... This toxic chemical, you know, whatever monstrosity that they want to go with. And here's what really frustrates me a lot is 
the truth of the matter is there are billions and billions upon us on this planet who are quite healthy, who have taken care of themselves, who know what the hell they're doing as an adult. And we don't have a seat at the table. You have nothing but these unpaid, uh, unelected medical mafias dictating to the whole country what it is that should be happening to the population. And here's the thing. If we already know there's been over 1,600 deaths. Now, I have because of, you know, you guys know my show and all that for if you've been following me for years and years. You know, we were in Jordan a long time and I used to do a lot of, and I still do where I can, but I used to do a lot of outreach. I would, you know, do things for the churches there. I would uh, do things for the offshore foreign workers. I would do things for the embassies to help those who really needed help. And in Jordan, it was very dangerous because if you were a Southeast Asian woman or man and you went into the hospital, too, too high a percentage of you don't come out, meaning you end up dying. And a lot of people on the street truly believe that the Jordanian medical establishment is simply murdering people in the hospitals. They'll say it's heart attack or this, but that's like, no, my friend just went in there yesterday and she, she was per- perfectly fine. She went in there with a, with a problem with her elbow. Why, why did she just, now she's dead? You know, and we've had now this past week, the past 10 days, get this, 12, confirmed dead just after taking the synthetic or whatever you want to call it, this bioweapon or whatever you want to call this uh, uh, genetic, experimental genetic therapy or whatever you want to call it. Now imagine the sadness going through families, not just in our circle. These are people that we knew. That we knew that we're getting people because we had a fairly extensive network in Jordan. And the Jordanian government is saying, look, if you want to stay in the country, you have to take this thing. Next thing you know, we got 12 people dead. You cannot look at this and say other than what it really is, mass murder. I'm sorry, you don't have 12 people just die in 10 days, okay? It doesn't happen. It's statistically not practical. Everybody's young. So essentially what we're witnessing here is mass murder by governments across the world. Literally mass murder by governments across the world. In the United States, we've had over 1,600 people confirmed dead. Confirmed. I think in the UK, which is a much smaller country, but we have something close to 500 confirmed dead we have numerous accounts of nursing homes where they just come in. Everybody's been fine throughout the whole thing. The next thing you know, everybody is coming down with this quote-unquote COVID BS at a high percentage, 30, 40, 60, 70% of the residents end up dead. We have situations in Germany where the military and the police forced them their way into nursing homes, forced the injection into people, and then 28 people, we had something like 20 to 24 people dead. What we are looking at, and it's just mass murder. It's just mass 
murder is what is going on. And if you are basically of the of some type of genetic disposition that you are just not going to be able to handle this, whatever this concoction is they're throwing into everybody's bodies, you're going to wind up dead. We've got all we've got too many people now coming up dead. In my circle, 12 people are like, what the hell, man? Seriously, what the hell is going on? Where you're going in and you've got a government that is forcing people to take this stuff, knowing full well they're going to kill some of them. They know it. To me, this is one of the greatest criminal conspiracies this planet. It's not one of the greatest unless we end up with over 100 million dead. Because what Jews did during World War One, World War Two, and on into the Vietnam War, that is one of the greatest mass genocides ever brought to planet Earth. And nowhere has this been laid down at the feet of Jews to pay for it. They sure want to remind you and me and everybody who's willing to listen to them and, in fact, force it down everybody's throat about the more six million, which never happened. But as we know, Jews were the greatest mass murderers then, and Jews are largely behind this genetic toxin. It's very frustrating. Seriously, it's very frustrating. You know, you look at what's going on in America. You've got cases like in Florida. It's been open. It's kind of been opened, not like a Sweden, but it's been open. And it's doing actually quite well. Countries, the, the state's booming. They got like a pretty low unemployment rate. Uh, people are out and about. They're reasonably happy. Then you've got six states. We can name them. Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, California, Michigan, and now Washington, where now Inslee, gov- not governor, yeah, Governor Inslee is now being put on the watch list of governors who willfully, purposely, deliberately murdered thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people. We are watching in this past year a weird set of... Let's call it information because on one side of the the ledger, we have nothing but fake, false reporting by various agencies. In fact, in the UK right now, they're having a big row because now everybody is just starting to learn in the UK. It's just starting to get into their mainstream media that just perhaps... Just perhaps their government's been lying to them the whole time. In fact, it's been so bad in the, in London lately that their entire confidence in the government has plummeted 15 points. In fact, in the UK right now, the population there has the same regard for the government's handling of this, quote-unquote, this medical fraud that they have in Mexico. In fact, if you look at the various countries, India, believe it or not, actually, let me go back. You know, Vietnam, 
The people of Vietnam believe that their country has, who knows, it's just take it for what it is here, 97% approval rate. Australia, which I can't believe, because Australia is one of these mafia Bolshevik countries, but they claim 88% of the people in that country approve of the way the government has handled things. Somehow I doubt these statistics. Sweden, only 57%, but they've been open the entire time. Meanwhile, countries like Spain, Poland, why Poland? I can't believe Poland would be so low. France, 42 Japan, 42%. The UK, 41%. The United States, 41%. And Mexico, well, they come in at 40%. I can't, for the life of me, see... Well, the U.S. is a big country. So I guess if you were to go to Florida, it'd be okay. If you went to, if you went to North Dakota, where Christine Neom, Neom, what is her name? Here we have Neom. Noem? Noem, is it? Cause her, her name is actually spelled like this big project here called Neom. But anyways, if you went into that state, I'm sure you'd have a 90% approval rate. So you got to find out really where all these numbers come from. But the fact of the matter is, is that the UK is now getting into the middle of a crisis in the way that their propaganda machine is able to sell this entire project, which is nothing but a giant money grab by Jewish elites at the top 1%. We've seen, what, $4 trillion in the United States go from... Middle America, I'm talking about wages. Middle America has lost $4 trillion in wages since this thing started. Actually, it's $3.9 trillion. And yet, the top 1%, of which 50% are Jews, have made $4.1 trillion in return. So it's just a wealth transfer. It's just a wealth transfer. All to sell death. When you think about it, death, despair, lost lives, uh, stalled lives, uh, misery in many cases. I mean, I would really hate to be, let's say, in the states where you had one of your close relatives, perhaps your mother, your aunt, or somebody that is passing away, and you don't even get to come see them. Because some loon fringe terrorist type of mindset some ghoul sitting in some office somewhere has decided for you what is okay for you to do now when you look around the world i can only say that it is so important for the united states and her people to fight back against this because if you go into other countries maybe maybe northern europe Denmark, Germany is fighting back, but it's really hard. But, you know, we're dealing with not a political class. We're dealing with a criminal class. And you really just look at the United States. Come on. You've got a guy that is so corrupt, Biden as your president, where we have him on tape with quid pro quos with Ukraine. He is so corrupt. We've actually got him on tape. His... His uh, head of Department of Homeland Security or something like that, his personal friends with his son, who's been basically all kinds of pedophilia with young children in 
in what China and things of this nature, smoking his crack and all that stuff, money trading, billions of dollars in bribes and payoff to this family. We have so much. I mean, we got a tranny. We got a man who thinks he's a woman walking around pretending like he's the the the, the country's top expert on health and health health issues. I mean, it's it's a clown show. We got Mayorkas, you know, Mayorkas is some Jewish guy, some Latino Jewish guy. He's Jewish as the Department of Homeland Security. And he's like, bring your children, just drop them off at the border, get them here, we'll take care of them. This is what every loving parent does. And don't worry, we'll find parents for them because that's who we are. No, that's who Jews are. We would never in our lives think about taking children and dropping them off at a border or selling them to coyotes so that they can be tra- trafficked into the, to the United States. That's not who we are. And I assure you, Jews aren't doing that to their own people either. But what is it about Jews that think this is all good? Seriously, on, on that level, I, I can't even imagine what goes through the minds of Jews. Seriously, I just can't imagine it. But guys, it's very treating us poorly here. That would not be true. It would not be fair to the, to the people here. But you know, and they're basically trying to say, you can't do this. You can't do that unless we get to put this experimental synthetic messenger RNA into your system that we can't turn off. And you just might die from it, by the way. It's perfectly safe. But look at this, look at this consent form. Does this, Read it. Does this tell you this is perfectly safe? The fact that we're giving you sovereign immunity, does that give us confidence that your thing is perfectly safe? No. The point here is that the enemies that we're dealing with really are the pharmaceutical companies and the media. The banks, sure, they're behind something, but the big weapon, the big frontline Soldiers, the big, I don't know what you want to call this, but the big hammer that's being brought to bear against humanity, it's the pharmaceuticals. It's so, the politicians you can deal with in some respects, you know, but the pharmaceuticals, you really can't deal with something once they put something into your body and it mutates beyond anybody's control. That's the real issue here. And now I've heard that the Biden regime is going to impose on every single soldier come July, meaning that if you are serving in the U.S. military, you must become a mutant. And that's really the issue here. We're going to have a planet not too long from now where you're going to have mutants. I'm talking about biological mutants, and you're going to have human beings. And the number of human beings on this planet will drastically become reduced unless somehow the pharmaceutical industry is wiped out as a military operation because what they are doing is absolute criminal. And I just can't imagine, frankly, what's going to happen to the human population if the pharmaceutical industries are not dealt with. All right, everybody. That's, I guess, uh, up to the break. It's the Fetch Inside the Eye Live. Prime time. Back with more right after this. 
All right, everybody, welcome back. It's the Fetch Inside the Eye live prime time. It is Thursday, the day after St. Patty's Day. You know, yesterday was St. Patrick's Day, and I was looking for a restaurant trying to find maybe if I could find maybe some Irish place here. I found something called McGoy, Mc, not McGoy's, <laughs> McCoy's or something like that. McGill's or Mac, Mac something, man. It was Mac something. It wasn't so far from here. I was actually thinking of going there. But uh, I didn't have small enough change on me, so I, had, I just went home and made dinner at home. But, yeah, I was kind of thinking, you know, I miss the days of going out and going to a nice uh, British type or Irish. Sorry, sorry, my Irish friends, you know, we don't want to insult us now by saying British on this most sacred of holidays. But, uh, yeah, I remember going in Los Angeles and going into North Hollywood. Actually, there was a couple Irish bars up in North Hollywood. Don't tell, ask me their names anymore. It was too many years ago. But I remember going up there and singing and having a great time and just drinking probably a little bit too much and staying a little bit too late even sometimes. But hey, uh, it was a great thing to do. I never was into the green beer. I was never into the green anything. When it comes to eating stuff, it's just like you can't make a green hamburger. You can't make a green bun. Uh, that just doesn't work with me. I have too many green buns already from time to time, and it just reminds me of the wrong type of thing. <clears throat> but nonetheless, I hope everybody that is of Irish, Irish, uh, uh, lineage or heritage here that you guys at least, uh, had a, a chance to think about your heritage. It seems like, it seems like everything, I don't know about you guys, but it seems like everything that is Western, is under so much assault that we're losing everything. You know, I get so annoyed because I would never ever in my wildest dreams look at myself as being a Jordanian, even though I've been there for 10 years. I could, I've been here basically a lot for what? You guys know that, eight, nine years. I can never say, gee, I'm a Saudi. You know, I'm a Saudi. Look at me. It's the dumbest thing. And yet we got all these black people from Ghana or Nigeria or wherever else they're coming from and they're like, I'm a, I'm Irish, I'm Irish. It's like, get out of our faces, man. Seriously. What insulting, arrogant people to come into somebody else's culture. Really what ignorant people also. You know what I mean? The, that, that is the epitome of ignorance is to come into somebody else's culture and then claim it as your own. It is so arrogant. It is so offensive. It is so ignorant. It, it just, it's, it's almost like we're dealing again with this, in this case, a bunch of idiots. I mean, how do you go into the UK, you're Pakistani, and you say, I'm British, I'm British. Oh, as if somehow the British don't exist, right? You little racist little punk to claim that the, you're British. That's like me going to Pakistan. Do you really think I'm going to call myself Pakistani? Oh, and then, you know, what's really funny about when you argue these things with these immigrants. They they just get angry. They get so flustered. Like you're the racist. You're the, I'm like, well, I can't go to your freaking country and claim to be Pakistani, but you're calling me racist. Seriously? Did I just hear that from your mouth? Are you that? You know, and I just hit hit right back at them because I deal with it. From I don't deal with it too much anymore, but I used to deal with it two, three, four, five times a year here. You know, you get all these expats coming over and they come in with their attitudes and I'm just not one to accept the attitudes. And it's been very frustrating, quite frankly, to, to, to watch this happen on our own soil. Want to shout out to Graham, uh, Graham Hart, of course, you know, he's kind of Irish. He's in Cornwall. Uh, 
and of course to Brizer, Brizer in Ireland. He actually is Irish. And, uh, I guess, uh, guys, I saw your story about, uh, Tim Dwelly, the lunatic from, uh, Cornwall, the terrorist from Penzance. Uh, he was, I don't know if you heard the story, but there was this, this absolute loon, uh, n- some nut, lumnut, a, a moron, basically. Your typical cancel culture Jew, you know. If you don't do what we Jews like, we're gonna complain and we're gonna, we're gonna call the police on you because we, we don't like it. We're Jews, you know, we don't like it. We're gonna complain to the police. And, and you know, they had the police come out to visit Graham and take away and kidnap Graham for about nine hours before they finally let him go. Took his equipment for, I don't know, a year, year and a half. It was something ridiculous. Maybe it's still gone for all I know. Maybe he got it back. But this Tim Dwelly, Tim Dwelly character was, uh, just popping off again, you know, talking about how, eh, this is the anti-Semitic guy that denies the Holocaust. <laughs> you know, how are we still doing this in 2020? You know what I mean? How is it that we are actually under the tutelage and intimidation of a bunch of two-year-olds? Oh, you don't believe in the Holocaust. This is the, oh my God, we have to stop. This is the mindset of literally punk little children that just need to have their asses spanked, put into some type of detention for a while, put them away in their bedrooms, lock them up until they learn how to behave, and then we can let them back out into society or something. Because their abuse on the rest of us is just unconscionable. I mean, these guys just don't know when to stop. Anyways, in the UK, guys, if you're listening in the UK, I know you guys do listen somewhat in the UK. I guess they've been doing this AstraZeneca uh, experimental uh, gene toxin, which this mRNA thing, which is like a toxin. And um, they're saying if you've taken the AstraZeneca toxin, and you have a headache after four days, you should go see your practitioner. And I'm thinking, you know what? Everybody who has had that mRNA thing, if you've for whatever reason had to take it or whatever, everybody, everybody should go to the doctor and complain about headaches. How are they going to prove it? You know what I mean? How are they going to prove it? So just go complain about, you know what? I've got headaches. I'm stressed now. I feel like my soul's disappeared. Uh, this is, it seems like you have committed a great evil against me. And if we ever become zombie, watch out, watch out, (laughs) seriously, watch out. You have to wonder, guys, you know, on the American front, you know, I'm watching what's going on and air travel, of course, that's a big thing for those of us who are expatriates. Uh, Air travel in the U.S. is almost, almost recovered since the pre-pandemic thing. You know, just one year after this, it's starting to recover, at least domestically. And uh, that's a good thing, at least. But, you know, the, the virtue signaling, the insanity coming from the medical establishment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I don't even know what to think about it. You know, we're living literally in a clown world where the medical establishment doesn't allow us to be at the table. We don't have a say in anything, uh, even though literally we're over we're billions of people, guys. Uh, in America, do you realize it's only been about 30 million people have actually, quote-unquote, contracted this disease. It's a country of 330 million, okay? That means that 90% of the country 
has been perfectly fine the whole time. We're shutting down what? The entire world, the entire country on something that is less than 10% of the global population. And had governments used their fiduciary duties or exercised their fiduciary duties, stressed health, stressed alternative means, stressed preventative measures, all of these issues, everybody would be well on recovery right now. Every country would be well on recovery because you would not have shut down. You wouldn't be pushing this experimental genetic toxin, which they call the mRNAs. And you can say what you want, guys. It's experimental. The FDA has not approved it. It is purely an experimental medical procedure. It is not a vaccine. It is it is a medical procedure to get your body to do something. It's not a vaccine. Anyways, we'll have to see how this plays out. A lot of people are predicting a lot of dire things over the next two to five to six months. We'll have to really just see if that actually happens. You know, we're about three weeks into this now. We've had about 1,000 in America, 1,600 have been murdered. Can you imagine any other product in the world, everybody, where you can go kill 1,600 people with your product and that's a-okay? Can you imagine if we had a car and we released a car and we sold a million of those cars and we had 1,000 people get killed in those cars in the first month, in the first few hours because of something inside of that car made it just kill the people? Would we ever tolerate a car manufacturer that killed that many people? Would we tolerate any other industry in the world where they've damaged Tens of thousands of people in the United States alone. Would we ever tolerate that for any other industry? Can you imagine if the airline industry was losing 2,000 people a year, killing people, 2,000 of them a year? Because it's going to be a lot more than that when the COVID thing's done. All these, all this experimental gene uh, therapy is put into all these people. You're going to have you're going to have thousands. We already are in the thousands. But can you imagine tolerating that from any other industry? So why do we tolerate it as a human population from the pharmaceutical companies? Seriously, why do you why, why do we tolerate this nonsense? Can you imagine any food product that that caused 30,000 people to get sick? Can you imagine? Well, oh, we're just going to keep it on the shelves. It's okay. It's for the greater good. People got to eat. But, you know, some people are going to die while they're eating. But it's okay. So, yeah, let's keep all of this salmonella stuff on the shelves. It's okay. It's just for the greater good. People got to eat, right? We need people to eat to make them stay healthy. I mean, come on. You're talking 30,000 people being maimed by a product. And they're not taking it off the shelves. Can you imagine if that's the food industry? Can you imagine if 30,000 people a year were getting hurt going to the airport? Literally? That the airplanes were killing people? Or causing them to become, I don't know, damaged in some way? Let's fly United Airlines. You might have a die, you might die on this trip, but it's okay. It's for the greater good because we all need to travel and it's for the greater good. Even though 30,000 of you might have headaches, 30,000 of you might come down with uh, palsy, 
what is that, the palsy syndrome or something where your face starts to collapse and you can't smile or use your face anymore? Some of you might get blood clots, but fly United Airlines because it's all good. I mean, what type of insanity is this? Think about it. What type of insanity are we living through? They act as if, well, gee, if it doesn't kill you, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's all right, man. Great product. It's a wonderful product. We're going to save the world. You got a 99.92% chance of surviving. How in the hell are you going to improve on that? Less than 10% of the global population even got this thing. That means that 90% of us in America never probably had to worry about it anyways. And even if we got it, we probably never would have known it, which guess what? It's not going to hurt us, is it? It's not going to hurt anybody else for the most part either. So I'm hearing that we are having problems with the network. Uh, yeah, we're back after the break. I, I don't know, guys. I'm using my same thing. So, yeah, I heard we had a, a an outage. I actually saw we had an outage with the network. I don't know if that was here. It could have been here uh, from my my network. I'm using a cell phone, basically, as my access point. It's a pretty good cell phone, by the way. It's pretty high-powered. It does a good job. However, however, you know, things do happen. So, um, I'm saying here... They say we're getting dead air now. I don't know. Are we really getting dead air? Guys, you can't be doing that to me. All right, everybody. I think we might be back. Uh, you guys missed a heck of a great rant. I'm telling you that, man. I, I was in a full, full-on rant mode. And apparently I was never connected to the studio, but hey, I, I had a great rant, so uh, just pick it up in the archives. It's saved. It was recorded. I actually missed the first half hour of the show, guys. I'm a little bit, uh, I'm out of it, to be honest with you. It's been a tough, tough, tough day, been a tough, tough, tough week for years, truly. But I think, I think we're back. Uh, let me know. I'm still looking at the chat room here. Uh, it looks like we're back. I'm not sure, but... Yes, I am back. All right. See, guys, no matter the technical issues, we do try to get them resolved and get back on air. I didn't even notice that the thing wasn't connected for whatever reason. I just didn't see it. I thought I was connected. But apparently, no, I was not connected. Anyways, I was in the middle of a rant, and I forgot what my rant was about. So anyways, let me just say hello to everybody. Sorry about the technical issues. Uh Again, it's the Fetch. We're coming to you live from... Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, we do go out over a 4G network, which is actually pretty good. It's not like the Philippines. Philippines 4G sucks, everybody. It's like less than third world. It's like terrible. But here, it's actually pretty darn good. They have a great network in Saudi Arabia. And uh, I like it. It's actually pretty darn good. I got to give them credit. The telcos here do a really good job. And I'm a telco guy. They did a good job, reasonably good job in uh, Jordan also, to be honest with you. And what else is news? Just want to say hi in the chat room. It's uh, it's going okay there. It's good. And uh, I see Aussie guy 999. Man, dude, you're up. Dude, if you're in Australia right now, it's early. I got to commend you because I think you're six hours difference from Riyadh uh, because Philippines is five. If you're on the other side of, you know, the, 
the great down under there, you're six hours difference from us. That means it's like, uh, it starts at like seven in the morning for you, something like that. So good for you for coming. Thank you so much for that. And then of course I see some of the others in the chat room that are regulars there, but Aussie guy 999. I don't think I've seen you before. Maybe I have, maybe I have, but don't quote me on that. It just caught my eye today. So guys, welcome to the chat room. Telephone lines are going to go ahead and let's just open the telephone lines too. If you'd like to call in, uh, two, not two, one, three, it's three, two, three. That's right. Three, two, three, two, seven, five. One three one four. That's three two three two seven five one three one four. So you know what we are having for whatever reason technical issues with the network. I'm noticing that myself here. So I don't know. I can't get up and just reboot everything. That's not going to work. So we're going to have to try to get to the show as best we can. Uh. Pretty darn goodness, it went silent again. Again, I, 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 guys, again, if we keep talking, oh, we're just going to spend an hour talking about, am I on, am I on, am I on? And that doesn't make very good radio, to say the least. That's not what people come to hear, so, you know what I mean? I remember, you, I'll tell you a fun story years ago. Let me just tell a story here. Years and years ago, um, Nighthawk, he was, of course, the owner of the show. He was a, he was a, he wasn't necessarily a big fan of the show to begin with, but we used to bring him a lot of good money back in the early days. You guys, the listeners, were one of his, he told me you guys were the top draw. He called me up one day, said, you know what, Dennis, I'm not getting any, any donations from you anymore. Ever since you started to put all your stuff out there for free on the web, I don't get anything. You were a top draw. You were, we were, you were our biggest uh, moneymaker here, you know. He wasn't using the term moneymaker, but he was saying that we got a lot of donations off of Inside the Ally. And he said, I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you the truth. You know, you were at one time our, our biggest number one show to bring in money for the show, for the network. He said, now that's, he said, now it's almost nothing. It's back. It's nothing. And I said, well, I'm sorry about that. You know, I've always put out my shows for free and I guess people have figured out where to go find the shows for now. So, uh, but that was back then. And I remember him talking to me about issues on the technical side. He would say to me, Dennis, you know, you're on live radio. Said you got a lot of people out there that'll say you you're lost, you're lost, you're not there, you're not on, and sometimes everything is fine. And so just because one person can't hear you, you gotta keep going with the show because everybody else can actually still hear you, but somebody else might not. So I remember that, and we try to keep going. So today, for instance, there's going to be a lot of show that you actually missed, <laughs> but I recorded it, and we'll put that on on the archives tonight. Uh, we got about three minutes to go. Again, we are about a year. And two days, so three days since uh, two weeks to flatten the curve. And really what this is, I swear, this is nothing. This is such a highly coordinated medical mafia type of thing. I, I It's bizarre to watch this thing unfold. You know, I have not heard an ounce of therapeutics from the medical industry. I haven't heard anything about you know, enhancing your immune system. I haven't heard anything about, you know, get, make sure you get some vitamin D, make sure you do, you know, we have the invermectin and the hydroxychloroquine and other things that we know very, work very well on these retroviruses. We haven't heard any of that. And then what's worse is that there's a core, it is, it's a coordinated campaign between the governments, uh, the pharmaceutical companies and big tech and the media to suppress any and all information. 
we're actually in an information suppression warfare. And that's really, un- I mean, I wouldn't say it's unprecedented. But in a way, it's unprecedented because what it tells us is that we have leadership that doesn't give a damn about the people. The leadership really just wants to, I don't know, either make money. They want to create dependency. I, I don't know what it is, obviously. I mean, not everybody's bad. You know what I mean? Not everybody out there is bad. They're not all evil. But for whatever reason, this entire industry, it's like they're off in their own clown world and the only solution they have is what the pharmaceutical companies give them. I'm like, what is the matter with you people? You can't all be this blinded by what is going on. Don't you know that these Jews hate you? Guys, this is largely a Jewish concoction. It's not American. It's, it's Jewish. Most of the researchers are all Jewish. Have you ever known a Jew that does things good for humanity? Are you not aware they killed a hundred million people last, last century? Are you really not aware of these facts? And yet they just go blindly follow it. Alright guys, hopefully we're back for the last hour. It's the Fetch Inside the Ally Primetime. Back up. Alright everybody, welcome back. It's uh, Thursday, March 18, uh, 2021. You know, I really thought I was going to have, for whatever reason, I thought I was going to be live on St. Patty's Day. I've only done one show in all the history of this show where I've actually been live on St. Patty's Day. I remember we had all kinds of stuff lined up, all this great Celtic music lined up. I don't know about you guys, it's just, for me, I've lost touch with all of this stuff, you know what I mean? You lose touch about on Christmas, you lose touch now on St. Patty's Day, all these great traditions that we've had, I've lost touch with a lot of them, you know, just have, I've lost touch, part of it's being away for so long, but the other part is just realizing that all these things are great, all of our traditions are wonderful, uh, Easter of course is coming up very, very shortly. And we have this massive black cloud just hanging over the entire planet through this medical thing. And, you know, it all started in the United States. That's what's really frustrating about this is our our political leadership, our intelligence services, they simply – I'm talking about our – when I say that, I, say, I mean the United States – they just don't work for the American people. They're enemies of the American people. That's the FBI, the CIA. Uh, State Department does a good job in many cases overseas. I've got a lot of great stories about them. But as a general, as a general system or a general institution, no, it's involved in all these color revolutions and things that harm a lot of people. But you know, the, the, the American establishment just doesn't work for the American people. There's no other way around it. They are involved in something apparently so heinous, so sinister, that everything about it must be absolutely kept in the dark. And that's obviously what they've been doing here. You know, since January 6th, you know, obviously on January 6th, that was the day in America they were going to quote or challenge, not quote, but challenge the ballots, you know. And immediately, this was all staged, you know, they stage a fake insurrection 
so that they can then all go into hiding and stop the debate. And then 3 o'clock in the morning, they restart the debate when everybody's sleeping and, no, this isn't so important anymore. And then they basically just steal the election. Literally, this was a stolen election. Everybody knows it. We've had news coming out of Georgia, apparently. I think this is coming out of uh, Bannon's war room where a judge finally has said, no, we put a team together. We're going to look at 30,000 ballots. We're going to go look at all this stuff. We're going to see if we can find anything that is actually not above board. We have other things going on in Arizona. We have other things going on in Wisconsin. People, everybody out there that's in the United States, look. Trump won this thing in a landslide, and it's not Trump. It's you, the American people, won in a landslide. That's the main thing people need to understand here. It's not Trump. It's you. It's you, the people, won in a landslide. And you've been denied this by a criminal organization that's called the Democratic Party. This party, whether you like it or not, whether you want to admit it or not, doesn't matter to me, but it is, without a doubt, Perhaps, if I can find it quick enough, uh, yeah, here it is. It is the most, you thought Trump was bad. This is the most Jewish uh, regime in American history. Seriously, this Biden regime, it's like the Bolshevik revolution in 1917, all the top leadership is Jewish in America now. Every single bit. I know we've been through this before, but Anthony Blinken, Secretary of State, David Cohen, CIA Deputy Director, Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, Avril Haines, Director of National Intelligence, John Kerry, National Security Agency Specialist on Climate Change. Oh boy, that's going to go down big. Ronald Klain, White House Chief of Staff, Eric Lander, Office of Science and Technology, Rachel Richard Levine, man, how stupid is that? A transsexual moron, head of health services or, or deputy health secretary. Alejandro Mayorkas, secretary of Homeland Security. He's a Latino Jew. He's basically a Jew that's coming up from the South. And, and can you imagine us going down to Mexico? The guy still has his, he actually he sounds Jewish. But can you imagine us going down to Mexico and we're, we're taking over their government? Somehow it doesn't work that way. Uh, Ann Newberger, National Security Agency Cybersecurity Director. Yeah, they'll capture everything next time, won't they? Wendy Sherman, Deputy Secretary of State, and Janet Yellen, Treasury Secretary. I think she's a nominee, though. I don't think she's been accepted yet. But nonetheless, guys, this is a Jewish regime. And you you hear all this stuff about, oh, they're going after the Second Amendment. Well, yeah, because they're not Americans. You cannot call Jewish leadership in America Americans anymore. Because what you have inside of America at this very present day is an illegitimate regime that staged their own insurrection, beginning back with the COVID-19 scam, going on into the BLM riots and all this Antifa riots, taking out a lot of Trump's economic zones that he was actually building for the black community. Why not let people make some money? I got no problem with that. Better than them fighting on the streets and killing each other. And at least it was working. And then you move on into September and then all the new suppression from all the social media tech companies and then all the way up into the Ballot drops at 3 o'clock in the morning. 
November the 5th. Then out into January 6th where they staged their little insurrection. And what you have here now is an illegitimate regime. We really don't know what's going on. We still hear that the gates are there. You know, they didn't want to give you 4.5 to $5 billion to build a wall to protect the southern border. No, nobody wanted to do that for you. But they more than happily gave away this past week what? $1.9 trillion? $1.9 trillion in a quote-unquote stimulus package of which only maybe 25% goes into the United States. The rest is foreign aid, something, some ridiculous figure like that. Only 9% is actually going to go and help work the American people. $1.9 trillion. And I think it was like less than 20%. It was like, no, it was... It was 10%, 9%. It was ridiculous. Something like $178 million helping the American people. $178 billion. But they couldn't give you $5 billion to build a wall. They couldn't give you $5 billion to protect your southern border. And now as soon as these people get right back into power, what do they do? They start tearing the whole thing back down. Let's go out to the phones to 314 area code. Hi. Uh, welcome to Inside. Hi. How are you? And it's become insane. Seriously, just watching people, it's like, God, you're like, I, you know, it's like, it's so frustrating, man. It's like you're watching this nonstop, they're saying caller, no audio. I don't know why things aren't going out, dude. Try now, dude. Try it again. They're saying caller, no audio. Aren't you there? Well, it should be going out okay. You're, you're, I'm getting you fine. You're getting recorded just fine, but they're saying the caller is not going out. I got too many technical. Problem is, I'm, that's alright. Maybe, I don't know, dude, what's going on. <laughs> well, I hear you, man. Come on, man. I hear you. Come on. Alright, thanks so much. Alright, guys, uh, uh, again, I don't know. The audio seemed to be fine here for not getting audio. I don't know. I'm so tired today, guys. You know what? This is a tough gig for you. You guys should try it. Work all week, all week, 10, 12 hours a day for five days, and then <laughs> do a two-hour, three-hour radio show uh, on the last of those days. So anyways, uh, telephone lines, uh, we can try it one more time, 323-275-1314. That's 323-275. Uh, one, three, one, four. You know, they keep saying in America we have this huge crisis on the border. And I was talking to some of my colleagues here. And I'm saying, guys, can you imagine if Ethiopia or Somalia or Eritrea or any of these other countries on your borders, even though you got the Red Sea between you, can you imagine if they organized boatloads upon boatloads upon boatloads of quote-unquote rescue missions to bring all these Eritreans to your shores and tell you you have to house them here because of quote-unquote uh, amnesty or uh, asylum and things of this nature. Can you imagine doing that for these people? And they just shake their head and say, no, no way, man. We There's no way. There's no way. And I'm saying, do you realize that's what's happening to Europe right now? Do you realize that's what's happening to our countries? 
In the West, you got a bunch of Jews. I tell them that straight up. You got a bunch of Jews organizing this flotilla of ships to just bring waves and waves and waves and waves of, of quote unquote asylum seekers to our shores and then just dump them on our shores and we're supposed to just be so happy about it. And this is going to be the best way forward for our country. It's absolutely becoming insane. Now we've got a story coming out of Texas just this week. Imagine this, the feds, and to you guys in the federal agencies, what idiots. Are you guys really this freaking stupid? And they are. I mean, a lot of this is just stupidity. You can call it evil, but to me, stupid is evil. But a lot of it is just a bunch of idiots. Why do these people even have freaking jobs? They dumped 700 child migrants into an oil worker camp this week. 700 children. They just dumped them. Here, you guys take care of them. So they're saying here, officials in Texas say they were, yeah, I can imagine, blindsided by the Biden regime's decision to put hundreds of child migrants in a man camp normally occupied by oil and gas workers in Midland, Texas. So, okay, where are we going to put these kids? Ah, let's go dump them on some oil field. That'll work. So this decision by the Biden regime was sprung on Midland County literally overnight, according to Seliger. Seliger stated, I guess he's a congressman or something like that. Buses began arriving late Sunday evening. So not only are they freaking idiots, but they're cowards. You're doing this in the middle of the night, you punks. Seriously, this is war. If you're going to play that type of game, that's war. To me, that's war. You're going to be that stupid and you're going to go cause that much harm and mayhem. That's war. It's your job to protect the southern, to protect the borders. That is the primary role of government is to preserve the safety of the state. And that includes starting with your borders. Now, according to the story here, it says, quoting here, what I have been told is this issue was shopped around other Texas cities, but at no point was there a discussion between the Biden regime, they used administration, they should use regime, and local Midland officials. It was a one-sided decision, and for that, I'm furious. That is Senator Kel Seliger out of Texas. He said this Saturday... The governor, myself, and local, so this happened Monday apparently, Sunday, Monday. Uh, the gov- local Midland officials were blindsided by the Biden regime and told that 700 juvenile migrants would be placed in Midland County at a vacant oil and gas man camp. This decision by this Biden regime was sprung on Midland County literally overnight. Can you imagine? And they're saying, oh no, there's no, there's no crisis here. Okay, why are you dumping 700 kids into an empty camp? Who's going to take care of them? Why did you even bring them into our country? Why didn't you deport them right back to where they belong? Do you realize, I mean, we are, we are watching this slow rolling train wreck that this deep state Biden regime is foisting on the American people. And you know what? It really started with Trump. Trump and his regime, they just refused, refused. At the end of the day, they refused to do what was right and protect the nation. They allowed this deep state theft to just move on. Now, I hear all the stories. Oh, Trump did it on purpose. He wanted to catch them all. Oh, he wanted to catch. It's like you caught enough of them, dude. 
So now we're supposed to get screwed for another year, two years, because Trump was so smart. He played 27.926D chess, almost 929 chess, but it was 27 point or 29 or 27.927 chess. And he he's catching them all and he's rooting them all out. And Trump, 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 Trump. I mean, you listen to some of these people speak, speak, think or speak. Trump is like this massive, major intelligence, awesome dude who just knows everything. And you got to wonder, are you guys okay? It's a great story. Nice to be true. But I've never seen Superman. He ain't, he ain't an Adolf Hitler guy. He's in with Jews, okay? And from what I understand, Trump's been lately even fighting against patriots. In like places like Arkansas, he's actually fighting against patriots, and he's going in and trying to get some neocons installed in in, in Arkansas. So there is a problem with the whole thing. That's why you can't rely on a Trump. Trump's role, as far as we were concerned, we knew he was somewhat tarnished. But let's face it, he did a lot that was positive. But the one thing that he lacked was discernment on the Jewish issue. And the Jewish issue is the one issue that would destroy America. It's the one issue that is destroying America today. Cancel culture is a Jewish construction. Everything about cancel culture says, I am Judaism. I am the face of your local Jew. And if you say something I don't like, I feel I have a right to harm you because I'm a Jew. And you know it and I know it. Ultimately, that's really what this boils down to. You know it and I know it, that this is what's going on. You know, Mayorkas, what a clown. Let me listen. I got a clip here of Mayorkas talking about the border here. And it's like, dude, you got to be one of the dumbest beacons of light I've ever seen. And and you can't give people all that much credit all the time because a lot of times they're just that plain stupid. Now, can you imagine how Jewish do you have to be? For all of my friends out there that think they're Jewish, okay, how Jewish do you have to be to sit there and say, well, a loving parent who sends their kid out there to traverse the desert of Mexico alone just to get to America, how freaking insane is that? Again, what? how many Jews are condemning this moron? Right now, I want to know, has any Jew group come out and said, I condemn this stupidity? Of course not. And then you, the Jewish community wants to say, well, you can't treat us all the same. Well, why don't you call out the BS from your community then? Why do you need us to do it? And then you want to cry like a bunch of losers every time we do it. Then you want to go into some rabid, insane, cancel culture nonsense because, hey, we're just calling out the truth. But this guy's an idiot. Oh, you know, loving parent. What type of moron says this? You know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I gotta get away from this politics for a while. See, and that's the whole thing. It's the best interest of the child that defines the Biden regime's policy here. It's not the best interest of the American people. It's not the best interest of the United States of America. It's the best interest of what a Jew thinks is the best interest for other Jews because in the words of of a Jew, diversity is our greatest strength. But you know what? If we got all these kids coming over, okay, and they got... All these people that are sponsors here that are relatives 
then we should regard this as a coordinated campaign by these families to bring these children in. Hey, just get them here. Don't worry. We'll take care of it. Later you can come five, seven years. When we get a citizenship done, you can come. Don't worry. We have amnesty. We'll bring you later. Which means we should be arresting and deporting the sponsors equally. Because they're part of this criminal network. This is a criminal smuggling network. Just get your kids to the border. If they make it to the United States, we are not going to get them to send them back. We will get them to your relatives. Do you realize the symbol, the signal that's being put out is absolutely insane? It's the fetch inside the LI primetime back after this. <laughs> All right, everybody. I was playing here. I thought I could do something slick. Didn't work. It's the fetch inside the eye live prime time. It's Thursday, March, 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 uh, the 18th, uh, the day after St. Patty's Day. Hope everything is going well with you. Again, for me, and I did, I'll be honest, uh, I was out looking for a St. Patty's uh, type of, it's not a bar, of course, but just any Irish food. Uh, Irish food, unfortunately, is not very popular here in the, the Middle East, so I cannot find. There actually was two Irish bars in Jordan, I do recall, but there are no Irish places. I'm sure there are, because you know what? Believe it or not, uh... Riyadh is actually becoming known as a world-class cuisine city. I'm not even joking you. This place is is becoming known as one of the most prestigious cities for food in the world. I didn't know that. I was talking to some people from Italy, uh, some senior people from Italy, some senior people from Austria, and, of course, Saudis equally. And they were telling me, oh, this is the same story. I said, no. I mean, even even we're surpassing Dubai here in Riyadh for our quality of cuisine. So if you want to get out and about and enjoy a uh, quality restaurant and pay a pretty penny for it, too, by the way, uh, you can certainly find them here. I know I go to a couple of Turkish restaurants that are actually quite, really quite good. Really quite good. Reasonable too. 20 bucks you can get yourself a really, really, really fresh, uh, superb dinner. Quite frankly, it's just, I don't like to drive there all the time because it's kind of hard to get in and out of. But imagine for 20 bucks you can actually eat pretty darn good if you want to spend it. Uh, what else is news? You know, Tony Fauci, he's back of course out there on the circuit trying to tell us all how smart he is. He had a run in with Rand Paul yesterday. I believe it was yesterday. Maybe it was even today. And it's all about wearing the masks. All about wearing the masks. And I should probably just do that. See, now here's the point I took from that earlier today. He's saying there's 30 million Americans that have had COVID. That means that 90% of the population, or 8.9%, something like that of the population, has not had COVID. Everybody's healthy. Do, you, do the people understand that 90% plus of the global population, there is absolutely nothing wrong with them. And there's no proof that anybody would actually ever get sick. If you have a, if you focus and you get your, your immune system up, you might get something. But you are not going to be dying from this. And it's certainly not the, not worth the risk to go out there and, and have these medical ghouls say you gotta take it. Or else you can't do this, you can't do that. They want to take away everybody's freedom unless they become literally a mutant, a genetic mutant, 
And that really seems to be the game plan. But anyways, you got Rand Paul going through all of this information. And look, there's nothing here, at, excuse me, at all to talk about why we should be wearing masks. Yet, Tony Fauci, he's out there. Yeah, and, and the thing to Mr. Fauci is, look you moron, what proof do you have that, that 100% of the population would ever get sick? What proof do you have that your information is even actually accurate? Where is your science backing up this little literal manure mouth that you run 24-7 out there on the news cycles? But he just wants, like, I'm confused. Okay, yeah, we know you're an idiot. We get that. We know you're a smart idiot, but you're an idiot. We know you should be arrested. We know this man should be hanging, folks. He should be hanging for the crimes he has committed against the American people. That is the truth. This man is a criminal. He is part of a secret cabal that is out there to destroy not just the United States, but the entire globe. To destroy the entire way in which humans are able to move, to talk, to communicate, to commune. And he's part and front and parcel to this right inside. Let's go out to the 412 area code. Hi, welcome to Inside the Eye Prime Time. Well, you know, I, I'm sitting on my throne, I guess, eh? You know, there's, there's a pun, there's a pun in there. There is a pun in there, scaredy cat, if you know what I'm saying, but, uh, I'll, I'll explain it after you get off the air. But no, I said there's a pun in there. I'll explain it after you get off the air. But, uh, yeah, thank you so much for that. You know, every, you know, we're, we're doing the best we can. That's all we can say. We're doing the best we can. And, uh, that's the best we can do. So. Osaka, is it Osaka or Kyoto? All right. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna, I'm going to, um, I'm going to dispute what you have just said, but I actually get what you're saying. So thank you so much. Take it off the air. I'm gonna dispute that very quickly here. Uh, thank you very much, Security Cat, for that. Um, thank, no, no. Thank you so much. Here's the thing. I'm just looking up, is this actually the capital? It says, in conclusion, Tokyo is not the capital of Japan because there is no Japanese law or constitution which designates the city of Tokyo as capital of Japan. Tokyo simply happens to be the largest city in Japan with the Diet Supreme Court and Imperial Palace, but technically there is no law. In Japan that actually designates that as the capital that is being acutely uh, sticking to detail in the letter of the law. But they say that actually Japan doesn't have a capital and it just happens to have Tokyo happens to have all those institutions. So there you go. Another thing about the North, the North Star, you know, always you had. I was out of time already. You know, if you look at the ancient stuff, the jet, the, the jet or the jet and ISIS and stuff, they had the throne, okay? The throne, if you think about throne, what has been dethroned? Dethroned. And you gotta look at words in English forward and backwards, guys. You know, I've been asked to give some lessons on English. Esoteric English. I've, I've been thinking of doing it, but it's like so much work. You know, it's actually a lot of work to do it at the way I would do it. But, I'll give you this little tidbit here. What has been dethroned but the philosophy of the North, 
Because what is throne, it is basically just the opposite of the word north. Throne, north. So what has been thrown off of her seat would be Isis, which was the goddess of all things. And of course, to the Christians out there, you may not agree with that. Neither would the people in other faiths either. But nonetheless, uh, that would be part of the the mythology built within the language and it just is what it is and if you understand how it works it actually makes some sense but there's obviously a lot more to it than just that so there you go tokyo is not legally the capital because japan has no legal capital it's just not written into japanese law and i wouldn't have known that had scaredy cat not called quite frankly i looked up real quick to see what's going on yeah i don't know why okay anyways i don't know why things aren't going out <laughs> Guys, we've had a lot of technical issues. You know what I think it is? Seriously, what I think it is, guys, is I'm just dead tired. Uh, it's been a long, long, long week. I apologize that. I'm trying to keep my energy up for you. It's now 2.45 in the morning. Thank goodness it's not 3.45 in the morning like last week because I've moved up an hour closer to you guys because you went to daylight savings time. So nonetheless, it feels good. I'm going to get to bed at a reasonable time. Four o'clock instead of five, five fifteen. So that's all well and good for me, everybody. But no, I'm dead, guys. I just am dead. I gotta pick up this energy. I got fifteen minutes to go. You know, you got Fauci out there talking about how, uh, theater and all. Well, actually, that was actually Ron Paul. Let me carry on with this because I thought Fauci, he just annoys the hell out of me. You're telling everybody to wear a mask, whether they've had an infection or a vaccine. What I'm saying is they have immunity, and everybody agrees they have immunity. What studies do you have that people that have had the vaccine yeah. or have had the infection are spreading the infection? If we're not spreading the infection, isn't it just theater? No, it's not. the vaccine, and you're wearing two masks. Isn't that theater? No, that's not. Here we go again with the theater. Let, let's get down to the facts. Okay, the studies that you quote from Crotty and Sete look at in vitro examination of memory immunity, which in their paper they specifically say this does not necessarily pertain to the actual protection. It's in vitro. And what study Are, can you point to that shows significant let, reinfection? They're all yeah, and, and of course that's really the main issue here is that all of these scientists, you want, you, okay, I don't want to accept your science. Okay, give us your science. He doesn't have any science. And that's really what this boils down to. Because we're in an era now where the established elite, and it doesn't matter where the established elite is, whether it doesn't, it really doesn't matter where across the globe. The established elite does not want to listen nor accept any competing ideals. And that really, I don't know guys, uh, that really is what is happening here is we just don't have, um, I don't know, guys. Uh, we just don't have a situation right now where we have uh, a tolerance, if you want to use that word, tolerance of other people's opinions. And I think the reason why the tolerance isn't there, it's simply because the other side, the one that is involved in the criminal conspiracy, they simply do not have the argument to actually survive a confrontation with the rest of us. They can't do it. it. It just won't work. Their arguments are simply too stupid. And when you listen to a Tony Fauci, a criminal, as far as I'm concerned, he is part of a criminal cabal. He is guilty of treason to the American people. He is guilty of high crimes against 
earth itself. He's the one that funded this whole damn thing to get started with. It's rumored, everybody, this guy has 2,500 plus patents. How in the hell do you work for the U.S. government, but you get to keep the patents while we're paying you? You ever think of that? How in the hell do we pay an employee, meaning a government official, and he gets to keep the patents for himself? And then he gets to be in a policy position to maximize the benefits of his various patents. Again, this is criminality. This is corruption. It, it stinks to hell, to high heaven here, what this guy is doing here. I just, uh, I gotta do this one. ...with wild type and were exposed to the variant in South Africa, the 351. It was as if they had never been infected before. They had no protection. So when you talk about reinfection, You've got to make sure you're talking about wild type. I agree with you that you very likely would have... And, of course, we would say to you, where's your facts, dude? What are the statistics of this, oh, oogie-boogie, scary thing that you're coming up with? See, that's how this whole medical thing is played out. A bunch of idiots playing on their own knowledge, and nobody just says, you know what, you're just full of shit, dude. With all due reason, and that's what they should tell the guy. Straight up, dude, you're full of shit. We don't want it. We don't need you. If you try to impose it on you, bad things are going to happen to you because you want bad things to happen to us. It has to sometime. It's like it has to get to that because there's no way to stop these maniacs. There's no element of the law to stop these maniacs. So why shouldn't we put in our own systems that allow us to take this guy down and if necessary, execute the guy? With all due respect, he's responsible, folks, for the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people across the globe since he began his little ghoulish Mengele, and I don't want to defame the Germans, but his ghoulish Mengele-type experience on humanity. The guy just doesn't stop. Protection from wild type for at least six months if you're infected. But we in our country now have variants that are circulating. Significant reinfection. What study shows significant reinfection, hospitalization, and death after either natural infection or the vaccine? It doesn't exist. There is no evidence that there are significant reinfections after vaccine. In fact, I don't think we have a hospitalization in the United States after the two-week period after the second vaccination. Yeah, you have a death in the United States. You're not hearing what I'm saying about variants. We're talking about wild-type Versus variants. And what, now, proof reinf- is there, what proof is there that there are significant reinfections with hospitalizations and death from the variants? None in our country. Zero. Well, because we don't have a prevalent of a variant yet. We're having one. Can I- so, yeah. So, basically, this guy is up there testifying before the Congress that there's no problem in America. It's just not here. Oh, not yet. What, are you going to bring it here, dude? What are you, I would have said, what, do you plan to bring it here? You and your people are planning to bring it here? Is this what you're telling us? How's it going to get here, Fauci? See, the guy just goes round in circles with these scare boogeyman stuff, and we're all supposed to be afraid. He's like, well, it's not in the United States. So why are you forcing people to wear not one, but two masks? Really? Are you really that stupid, Fauci? Yeah, you are that stupid moron. How the hell do you keep your job? Finish. We're having one one seven that's becoming more dominant. Policy based on conjecture. No, you have the. It isn't based on conjecture. So you some you want people to wear a mask for another couple years. No, you've been vaccinated 
and you parade around in two masks for show. No. You can't get it again. There's almost, there's virtually 0% chance you're going to get it. And yet you're telling people with them that have had the vaccine who have immunity. You're defying everything we know about immunity by telling people to wear a mask who've been vaccinated. No. Instead, you should be saying there is no science no. to say we're going to have a problem from the large number of people being vaccinated. You want to get rid of vaccine hesitancy? Tell them they can quit wearing their mask after they get the vaccine. Okay. You want people to get the vaccine? <clears throat> Give them a reward instead of telling them that the nanny state's going to be there for three more years and you got to wear a mask forever. People don't want to hear it. There's no science behind it. Well, let me just state for the record that masks are not theater. Masks are protective. And masks are a control mechanism of morons like Tony Fauci. That's the truth. Now, my opinion here moving forward is the United States people, folks, everybody, we know that we have the majority of the country. Seriously, as I'm going to talk to the Americans here. Everybody else, just listen up. The American people, they have the majority right now. The common sense Americans have the majority in America. There's no question about that. The Bolshevik Jewish havens are very small, isolated major cities. If it comes to a civil war, you can wipe these things out without too much work. Hopefully you don't have to kill off a lot of people. But if they actually bring it to a civil war, it can be isolated very easily if the American people organized at that level. And certainly they have the intelligence to do it because we have so many veterans. Now, I'm not saying they want to be involved in that, but it's possible. But when you look at all of this nonsense, it starts with guys like Fauci. It starts with them. It starts with the local health official. It starts with the local coroner. It starts with the local the local health guy inside of the hospital reporting on this stuff. There has to be super strict laws put in place that allows families to personally hold Fauci liable. And there's no more of this nonsense of sovereign immunity crap, all this immunity stuff from, that has to end. Listen, there is no reason why a vaccine pharmaceutical company should be given immunity. We do not allow any other product to go kill 1,600 people in a month and think that this is acceptable. Guys, I, you know what? I sold, I'm going to give out ice cream this week. And uh, we're going to get 2 million of these ice cream things out there in less than a, less than 10 days. Yes, Operation Warp Ice Cream Speed. And then after two weeks of everybody eating one of my ice creams, 1,600 people die. 50, I don't know, 4,000 start to get blood clots in their brain. Some have debilitating strokes, all from taking my ice cream. But it's acceptable because it's for the common good. Yes, we got to have our ice cream. And we gotta get the ice cream out as quickly as possible because we need ice cream. It's hot out there. And people are afraid to go out because it's too hot. They need to cool off. I mean, my goodness, what's the harm in killing 1,600 people with my ice cream? Because there's no difference between ice cream and a genetic toxin given by the pharmaceutical companies. Why do they need, listen, why don't they just eat it? Why don't they just put the toxins in ice cream and then just give it out to everybody? 
You know what? That'll be the fastest way you can vaccinate everybody. Give this out to all the stores. Make it a discount. I don't know. Sell it for half the price. Everybody goes and buys it. They can eat their vaccine. Think about it. It's becoming clown world. That's the show, everybody. Sorry about the technical issues. We'll see you Saturday inside the Alive Prime Time. Good night, everybody.